Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. If you love it, I wish I could throw like three hands and my legs up. God has been so faithful to us. He just keeps on adding and adding and adding and adding and adding and adding. And sometimes what you see, most times what you see happening in the church, out that there is enough supply to do God's work, it's also happening in your life as well. It's also happening. The same grace that is available in the house is available for you. And so you have to continue to pray that your church, your local church prospers because to the extent, not, well, not that it's your prosperity is dependent on, is dependent on the church, but to the extent that your church is prospering, you're also prospering. Hallelujah. I just want to thank God for what he's doing. Thank God for supply. Thank God. Just thank God. We just give God all the glory and praise. Hallelujah. So I'm prepping. I'm, pre I'm, pre I'm prepping myself. So taking announcements. The feeling is different. That, oh, <laughs> you know, that when you are giving the revered opportunity and assignment of taking the word and it just goes to say imagine i feel this just one day i'm about the last time i preached and then there is somebody that does this every time hallelujah one of the one of the one of the blessings of a church is that the people in the church are growing you come to church every day and you're going from strength to strength it's not it's not just a promise in the word you actually come and you get answers to questions hard mysteries are dissolved in your hearts because someone stayed in the place of prayer and the word and i just want to thank god and thank the person of the man of god our angel over this house so he's wearing masks i can't see his face pastor damilola thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much sir it's it's such an amazing privilege that god has given us to be pastored by pastor dami really is is someone that takes heed to, for to balance pastor dami is balanced is balanced he's so balanced and he's he ha, he's a man with such a heart of love and people he loves people so much like remember the first day i met pastor dami in Ozi, he was just smiling i'm like I said, What's how are you very nice to meet you oh Inca, very nice to meet you wow amazing um, so amazing and then the next time i met him I was like oh like i think you've met him before and he's just reconnecting with an old friend so amazing so amazing can we appreciate pastor dami again and the council of pastors and leaders that i serve with i am opportune to serve it so amazing so i'm pastor michael pastor peace pastor Itoro, pastor midday and every other leader every yesterday we were here having an amazing time i think it was for about nine hours nine hours of retreat prayer you know um conversations questions answers just so amazed that the amount of wisdom that we had packed in that in that room and in that community of leaders praise the name of the lord so over the last few weeks over the last six not six weeks um consequentially but over the last six episodes we've been dealing with the goodie bag series 
hallelujah and how many of us have gleaned so much from that series how many of us have gleaned so much god has god has just opened up his word to us in the dimensions of the believers resources i like to call them the believers resources the believers what the believer has the believers toolkit and god has just been so faithful showing us over and again starting from the search moment to the optimizer and so i'm just going to be doing uh, a brief one-liner for what stood out for me for each of those episodes as i as we move on and the first was the such moment and god began to show us um the nature of the kind of men we are that such that before we can even begin to acknowledge the good things that are in us in christ the first thing he has done is to make us a new kind of man a man that can go about dispensing good and pastor dami dealt a lot on that subject of the such moment talking about the different kind of men we are and then he went on to the optimizer and he, basically the crux of that message was leveraging the advantage of the holy spirit how that he was able is able to open up everything that we are to us we cannot uncover it by ourselves but through the help of the holy spirit and in partnership with the holy spirit he can open up dimensions of the good that is in us to us hallelujah praise the name of the lord and then from that we went to change your isp and pastor peace talked about the mind so you see that we, we, we see different like if you take Christ, for example, as an infrastructure that God has deployed in you. So you start by talking about the kind of person that you are. The second thing is talking about the faculty of the Holy Spirit. The third thing is talking about your mind. So Pastor Peace was saying that we should not have, we should not be small-minded. We should not have an impossibility mindset, and we should not have a poverty mindset. So those are the, that's the kind of mind. That's the kind of um, structure of mind or boundaries of mind that can accommodate what god is doing and to bring it to bear on the earth praise god the next was signature and pastor was talking about the importance of your voice in the spirit how that you cannot be silent you cannot be dumb as a christian you cannot just cannot just be keeping quiet and not not saying anything you have to talk your in your voice lies your authority so you have to always speak you have to always speak bible says that we having the same spirit we believe and therefore we speak once you believe you are compelled to always speak and next um, on christmas christmas service we talked about the hosting protocol understanding how to host god's spirit and how to host christ how to host christ to bless him on the earth and there he was talking about how we must com- commit to something davidic there's something davidic we must commit and your womb must also be a virgin you must be a virgin in your mind you must be a virgin don't mix don't 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 accommodate things that are alien to god's heritage in your mind things that are alien to the covenant in your mind and then we talked about the push buttons and we were pastor began to unpack the dimensions of our positioning our power and the manifold possibilities that lie in christ jesus and unlocking those dimensions on the earth and today we are moving on hallelujah and the title of our message today is roi rating roi rating so i was going to say ah god can i give you a sentence i was like that's not my let me follow my pastor so i said god (laughs) after you're done okay god this is the subject that you want to preach on okay what's the title god give me a title (laughs) and it's roi ratings and roi basically means return on investment return on investment so what's the question is the question i want you to answer today as we go through this teaching is what's your return on investment 
what's the return on the investment that god has placed on the inside of you how are you returning on that investment praise the name of the lord father lord we thank you we give you all the praise and glory thank you father for your word that is coming to us this morning thank you father because it's coming to us in strength thank you father because it's coming to us in spirit thank you father because your word in our hearts is dissolving mysteries thank you father because it's answering questions in the name of jesus thank you father because our response to your word that is coming to us today is fruit bearing in the name of jesus the word doesn't just come in itself the word generates fruit in us unto the word that we have heard in the name of jesus heavenly father i also ask that you help me thank you father for utterance the utterance that you have given to me let me speak like your oracle only what you once said would be said only what you want thought will be taught in the name of jesus we thank you father everyone is edified everyone is strengthened to the praise of your glory the glory of your name in jesus mighty name amen and amen hallelujah so can we have philemon 1 6 on the screen i'm sure most of us can say this by heart now because for every service this was our focus and that's one of the things that series does to you that after the series you know the scripture like you just know the scripture and you can unpack it in different ways philemon wants it yeah i think i'll just we can turn to our bible while um team helps us with okay it says that that the communication of your faith becomes effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in christ jesus praise god it says that that the acknowledging or that the communication of your faith becomes effectual becomes active becomes usable becomes um it generates right by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in christ and so what we've been doing over the past weeks is to acknowledge these different good things the different the different good things that are in in us actually they are actually in christ jesus but then they are in us right we've been unpacking these different good things and we're going to continue to unpack them this morning right but it says that the only way the communication of your faith can become effectual is by the acknowledging of every good thing by you acknowledging it so the problem is never with christ the problem is never with the christ that is in you because christ is already in you that's the investment that god has made it is there forever christ cannot be out of you he is already in you the way your faith becomes effective is not by more christ being in you no that's not the way the way your faith becomes more effective is how much you acknowledge is how much you acknowledge pastor peace told us out one thing to do to acknowledge is to accept knowledge another thing to do is to come into knowledge so the only way your faith becomes more effective more effective more effective is by the acknowledging of every good thing in you is by that acknowledging the problem is not with christ most times you go to god and we're like god what god this but the problem is not with god he had settled his own bit he's waiting for you to acknowledge praise god he's waiting for you to acknowledge hallelujah so for example in your mind you have to make your mind circumspect like pastor p said you have to remove small small minded thinking you have to remove poverty mindset you have to remove impossibility mindset that is your work that is not god's work he had given you everything he had given you good things in christ our job is to unpack those good things and the extent to which we unpack it 
really is the extent to which we are communicating effectively and we are returning on investment hallelujah so i'm going to be talking about the blood sorry i can be quite didactic in my in my in my presentation the blood and the covenant the blood and the covenant and that's what i'm going to be talking about today how that the investment that god made in us through his covenant he has done it what he's waiting for us to do is to come into our own side of the covenant our own responsibilities in the covenant legal people will tell you that a covenant is defined as two parties coming into an agreement god doesn't mean words so when he says covenant he knows what he's saying he did not say I don't know what you will call a one-sided agreement that doesn't have another party. In fact, an agreement is two parties. So once he talks about a covenant, he's talking about two parties. One party making promise to another. The other party also making promise to the other person. Both parties are making promises. To one party, the other party's promise is a condition. To the other party, the other party's promise. I hope you understand what, what I'm saying. Praise God. So the way we return... Sorry, Kazim, just leave the scripture. So the way we return on investment depends on what we do. What we do with the Christ that is in us. What we do with the Christ that is in us. What we do with the Christ that is in us. The Bible says that Christ in you is already the hope. It's, it's a hope. The definition of hope is the expectation of good. It's the expectation. God expects that there will be glory because he has deposited christ in you which is expectation it's the hope of glory but the way you actually activate and bring that glory to reality is by acknowledging the good things that god has put in you in christ it's really our responsibility god has done everything and i'll be showing us shortly so for every time anybody wants to make a purchase i want to buy something what i have in my mind to buy is dependent on the functionality that i want the thing to do so if I want to um, get the functionality of being able to tell time, what I get is a wristwatch because I would not want to tell time and then go and buy a car. If I want mobility that is uninterrupted, I don't want anybody to disturb me. I don't want to enter a bus and then they will stop me. I want mobility. I want to control my own mobility. I want to control mobility as a factor. I get a car. I don't want to control mobility and then get a wristwatch praise god so god wanted a kind of man god wanted man god had when when god was talking about man he had a picture in his mind he had a picture of the kind of being or the set of beings that he wanted to be on the earth really so when he told when he said it in the beginning in genesis that let us make man in our likeness and in our image after after in our image and after our likeness there is something that God was thinking about. There is something that God was thinking about in his mind. Praise God. And then as he went through time, you see that after he created Adam, Bible says he breathed into Adam and Adam became a living being. And then down the line, okay, he created, he created Eve. And then when he created Eve, the serpent came and the serpent, I like to say, toasted Eve and, and tried, to, tried to sort of... Um, distort what god has promised or what god has said and when he did that the bible says that she saw that what he was offering was good it was desired to be eaten because she really desired to be like god and to be able to distinguish between good and evil, just like god can do 
And Bible says she ate the fruit. She gave it to Adam. Adam also ate. And then they fell. And from that time, God was searching for a way. God created different, different, different things. God created, God created different avenues through which man could come. But that could not bring man to that functionality that God wanted. He could not, he could not bring man up. So let's let's read some. Let's read scripture. Can we open our Bibles to Gen- Gen- Jeremiah 31? 31 to 34. Just, just follow me closely. Okay. No, 3131. He says that the days are coming, declares the Lord. He says, When I would make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah, it will not be the, like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. This is the covenant I am looking to make with the people of the Israel after that time, declares the Lord. He says, I want a kind of people where my law will be in their minds and they will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. He says, no longer would they teach their neighbor or say to another, know the Lord because they would all know me from the least to the greatest. For I will forgive their sins. I will remember their iniquities no more. Praise God. So the kind of men that he wanted, when he says, I want people in my likeness and in my image, is people whose his law is in their hearts. Because the Bible says in the beginning, the word, the word was God, the word was God, right? So he wanted that same word to be in their hearts. He wanted the law to be the law in their heart. He wanted it to be written on the tablets of their heart. Imagine a system that is created, a system only works by the OS it is created, created with. Right, so if, for example, you have, you can't, you can't, you can't expect a window system to operate like a Mac because it's not a Mac or it's not an i system. I don't know what i it's not an iOS that is installed in it. So no matter if the OS of the system is not changed, you cannot expect it to behave like that. You cannot expect it to behave like a Mac laptop because it's not a Mac laptop. It's a Windows laptop. It's a Windows laptop. So the only way God could create man or the only way God could have men that are in his likeness really and truly in his image was if the word was imprinted on their hearts and in their minds. Praise God. And so at different times from the fall of man up until Christ actually came, we had different quote and unquote temporary remedies. We had the blood. Remember I said that the functionality of a thing determines what you want to buy. And it also determines how much value. You can't say I want to buy a car and then say you want to buy a 100k car. 100k would not reach. Maybe you buy tire. So you'll be, you'll be putting them together by the time. Maybe if you are like a DIY person, you do, do it yourself. You buy tire, then you buy engine after you have 200k, then you buy glass, then you now take a map like puzzle, putting it together, and hopefully by the time you finish assembling it, it will work. 
hopefully hopefully but there's no guarantee the guarantee that it works is that you buy a whole car and to buy a whole car you need to bring up that value of money that can bring you that car if you don't bring up that value that car cannot be bought that car cannot be yours all you can get is a tire and then maybe you'll be willing yourself praise God so at different times from the fall of man to when Christ came there were temporary remedies so you had the blood of lambs and goats but they could not all they could do was to cleanse the flesh they could not make the hearts they could not renew the hearts they could not change the OS so imagine you change the body of a laptop you take a 2000 windows 2000 XP you now change the body and I have a, uh, this laptop can do different things once you type just type like just press three times thing will just hang it will hang that's round thing boom, boom, and you keep waiting there are some things that that thing cannot do and there are some expectations that you cannot put on that thing because you've not put down the requisite value to buy it up so the blood of lambs goats it was just cleaning the flesh cleaning the flesh and that's what they had to do it every year every year you come you'd, you'd put down blood of goats because it's not up to the value of man really it could not buy man up it could not it could not bring us to that point where we can actually do what god wants us to do it could not do that the blood of lamb cannot or the blood of goats and ifers and the sprinkling it could not do that it could only be ceremonious every year every year and that's not what god wanted and so God kept on. He kept on prophesying. Bible says that the, the lamb was slain actually from the foundations of the world. So God knew that the only person, the only thing, the only mechanism that can bring these people back is by buying them with myself, really. I know. I know by bringing them by myself. I know that this is it. But let's just... I, I tried, I asked God actually that. So why did you go through all this blood? So just so you can see that this blood is precious process by which he brought you over and brought you into this place where you can now declare the good and stand acknowledging and communicating faith it is a precious vigorous process not anything can, they're not cheap not anything can just buy you over right so that's why he was showing these different things see where yeah, bring bring goats let's see if goats can do it goats could not do it goats could not do it and then I saw again that men died. But instead of the blood of men to be speaking good things, it was revenge. It was also always just speaking, you saw the blood of prophets, the blood of prophets will be, um, God would ask you of, of this blood of the prophets and all the prophets that you killed, they will be speaking against you. Prophets, blood, is even still speaking against a prophet, right? Bible talks about Abel, that also when Abel spoke, Abel's blood spoke, he spoke against his brother that killed him the blood of humans was speaking with them but one thing the blood of humans had was he could speak for times he would speak like till today Abel's blood, blood can still speak he speaks one of the profound things I saw in the Bible was how that when the field on which Judas died they said till today it's called the field of blood so the blood of man can speak he can once it's spilled he can keep he can keep speaking can speak keep speaking revenge 
but he could not do what God wanted. And the Bible talks about the lamb, the son of God. So we're going to be reading Hebrews 8 and 9. It's going to be a long read. But just flow with me, please. So we're going to start from Hebrews 8. Sorry, I'm just working my way down there. Okay. It says, now the main point of what we are saying is this. We do not have a high priest. Are we all there? Say, so we do not have a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven. Who serves, okay, we, we do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven and who serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by a mere human being. Every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. And so it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. If he were on earth, he would not be a priest, for they are already priests who offered gifts prescribed by the Lord. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and a shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. That see to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But in fact, the mystery Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator. is superior to the old one. Since the new covenant is established on better promises. For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant... No place would have been sought for another. But God found fault in the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I would make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with your ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I established with the people of Israel. After that time, I would put my laws in their hearts and write them on their hearts, in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they would all know me from the least of them to the greatest, for I will forgive their wickedness and would remember their sins no more. By calling this, new, this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete is outdated. And outdated. Yes, will soon disappear. So he said, now the first covenant had regulations for worship. And also earthly sanctuary. A tabernacle was set up in its first room where the lamb stand and the table with his consecrated bread. And this was called the holy place. Behind, behind the second curtain was a room called the most holy place. And it went down, um, it went down to verse 4. Um, so let's start from verse 6. When everything had been arranged like this, the priest entered regularly into the outer room to carry on their ministry. But only the high priest entered into the inner room, and that and that only once a year, and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins of his people, that they are committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit was showing by this that the only way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. This is an illustration for the present time, indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshipper. They are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial worship washings. 
ceremonial regulations applying until the time of the new order when christ came but when christ came as the high priest of good things that are now already here he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands that is to say is not a part of creation he did not enter by the means of the blood of goats and cows but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood thus obtaining eternal redemption the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of ifers sprinkled that on those who were ceremonially unclean to sanctify them so that so that they were outwardly clean how much more will the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to god cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living god for this reason christ is now the mediator of the new covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of it promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant praise the name of the lord so the blood of ifers and the blood of goats and the blood of humans my blood could not do anything for us he could not buy us over he could not clean, clean us up he could not bring us to number line zero where we can actually start to walk with god he could not bring us to that point the blood of ifers and goats the, the guarantee was for a while you'll be okay you'll be you would think that you were washed you were washed i've come so i'm washed but i'm not washed inside my conscience is not new my conscience does the law of god is not written on my heart really i'm just obeying outward dictates and what what the priest has said that we should not do but i don't even know this god I don't even know because I cannot even step into the holies of holies. I can't step in there. I cannot come into face-to-face relationship with this God because I am not enabled to. I have not been enabled to. But then the Bible talks about the blood of one that was able to buy you over. It's not 100,000 that will buy a tire. It will not buy your leg. It's not buying that. It's buying you. It's buying you over and reconciling you back to this God. He's giving you access back to this person where you can commune his law is in your heart really is in your heart it is written there so you cannot you can't really really if you understand where the law is written you can't really go against his will because it's in your heart it's your os it's how you are designed to operate it's how you are designed to operate you would only walk he said i will be their god and they will be my people i will put their laws in their minds so when you think of anything what comes to you first is the word because that's how you were designed and that's the function that he wanted you to have and that's how you can reign on the earth praise the name of the lord so he had to put forward that capital of his blood really his blood was the capital he had to put forward to buy us but there is the conditionality of that blood that blood is called the blood of the new covenant the blood introduces you to a new covenant and like we said in the beginning that a covenant is an agreement between two parties where they both have promises to each other the blood is the blood of the new covenant that for every time you lay claim on the blood you are brought into a covenant you are brought into you are brought into you make you're made to partake in the covenant and sometimes most times what we think as christians is this is what the covenant has presented he has presented protection healing um all these additions but that's not what the, the blood has come to represent he has come to reconcile 
you back to fa- the father. Now, last week, uh, push buttons, Pastor Dami was talking about the fact that we push the buttons of our positions and we push the buttons of our possibilities. And God put a picture in my heart, right? That most times when we claim state of origins, apart from people like me that I claim my mother's state of origin, or my mother and my dad, they are the same state, but actually I claim that place. But when you claim state of origin, you claim your father's state of origin. So where your father is, is where you are. So in that the blood has reconciled you to him, he has positioned you with him. So when you push the buttons of your position, the blood has already reconciled you back to him. That's what the blood has done. And your position affords you some possibilities. Because Jesus is seated high above every principality and power. So the possibilities you're experiencing just because of where you're seated, which the blood has reconciled you to, but the blood has also brought you into a covenant. How that God has his responsibilities, his promises, and his promises is forever. Remember he said that the blood of humans is able to speak and speak and speak and speak. The blood of Christ is able, it's forever. So I think in Revelation 5, the Bible talks about how that John got a glimpse into heaven. And then he saw that the Lamb of God was slain. He was forever, it, it forever speaks, that Lamb. He forever speaks, so he doesn't need to come and die again for every person that gets saved. The Lamb of God is already slain. The blood of God has been shed on the ark. For everyone that gets saved, God's part of the covenant has been fulfilled. He is ready to reconcile. He is ready to adopt. You already have access as long as you press that button. The button of your own, your own promise, your own promise to God. It's an agreement between two parties. Two parties. The Bible says that when you understand that this precious blood by which you've been bought with, there's a way you undo your car when you buy it. Buy it when you buy cha-cha car. The car, the analogy of a car doesn't even compare to what we're talking about, right? It doesn't even compare in any magnitude. But I'm just trying to bring it home. When you buy a car, there's a way you treat it. And there are things that you expect the car. The car better do something. Like if you are driving and the car just stops working, you're like, you're angry. Like, why? Why are you not working? I bought you with money. I saved up and I bought you. And even if I was given as a gift, somebody actually bought it with money. They don't buy a car with water. They buy it with money. So you expect the car to return on something. That this value that I've placed on you, this sacrifice that I've made to deny myself something, I denied myself my son and the world for a period of time to come to die for you and to shed his blood you had better return on something you return you must return on something so really the assignment to us is to make sure we return on investment to see what God has done this Christ that you put in me is not it's not just for show it's an investment that you have made and I want to return. Not, not that I have to. I have to, but I also want to return. I also want to return on investment. Hallelujah. I hope I'm not losing anyone. So how do you return on investment? How do you return on the investment of the blood that was already, has already been shed for you? Has already been shared. How do you invest? Return on the 
investment of Christ that has already been put in you. And I'm going to be talking about four things. The first is identification. The second is righteousness consciousness. And the third is pressing into revelation. In Hebrews 9, it says that the covenant only comes to force after the death of the testator. It comes to force only after the death of the testator. Can we turn our Bibles to Romans 6? Can you pray in the spirit under your breath for about two minutes? Makala bragado shamantali kala deanga si preketele bragadosha. Eka balabasi si preketele bragadosha mandili keli brigadosha ta. Eke balabragadosha balahaya kasa bandia kalabush. Inandili keli brigadosha nanana masata eka namasa rabragadosh. Remaladea Karabasusumbala dea Kananamashan Dalabos Rebreke Lekenebaya Kasibragadosha Bindala Kabaragadadosh Irapakala Braka Suntea Kalabosha Mandilia Galabosa Ribagala Bragadosha Mandele Kele Brigadosa Mandele Gedeata Rimragada Etalabasata Ekanamosha Mandele Kendeles Rimbala le candele a kosha mandele kele bregedo shamande Rimram ranane sevre prekenentila gadae Rubagala brofuntolo brogodo shamandele a kamala brococo sabala deata Jibagagale bragada shabala de 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 a kosha balade andale kele brosha Rimambala kaka satandele gede brogodo Mandala gadae kananamo sabala bashabala Ribra bragada ekanamo sambala gaga ekalaboshata. Hallelujah. I just feel like I should in, I should stay on this reconciliation. God has reconciled us back to Him. He has reconciled. He has reconciled us. He has brought us back. He has brought us back. We should not be overly concerned about additions. This. this in, uh, um, so when the disciples went out and they went to heal the sick and they, they, they discovered that they could heal the sick you know that demons were answering to his name to them and they came back and they were all excited about this thing Jesus said the first thing to be excited about here is that your name is written in the book of life the fact that you have been the first thing to actually be excited about is that you are reconciled back to God that's the first thing that you should actually be expect. When you wake up, you should be excited that God actually fathers me. Like, that's, that's a big deal. That's a, and to the extent to which you understand that that's a big deal, it's the extent to which you would boast about this thing. If you don't understand that God fathering you and you re- being reconciled and you being now adopted by God is a big deal. You not you not doing you you like what's the it's, it's simple now it's just God 
But understand, lambs, goats were killed. 400, over 400 years passed and man could not come into this position that we now have the privilege to come to through the blood. Hallelujah. So you are reconciled to God. See that I am reconciled to God is a big deal. Yeah, it might not sound genge, but I am reconciled to God is a big deal. That Christ is actually in me. It's a big deal. Say, wow, I have Christ in me. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow, that I can actually host Christ inside of me is a big deal. That I don't imagine. Because, see, if you were still living in the old, what you will find is that you have to travel. You will travel. You understand? To, be, to just get a glimpse of reconciliation. Imagine how much is flight ticket now. I think flight ticket to, like, even to Ghana, there. Like over 100k, almost 200. So imagine you have to go every time, every year. You have to save up just to do that. And there is no guarantee that the next year you will not fall back to what you went to cleanse yourself from the last time. There's no guarantee. In fact, they, they can tell you that you will come back. Like, just start saving up from January. Just start saving up for the next retouch. But that I have Christ. I am able to host God in me. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. If there is anything that this teaching is designed to communicate, is reverence and understanding of privilege. Privilege. You're about to say something that anyone that knows what has really happened or what God has really done will be thankful. There is a communication when you know what has really gone on. What really happened that brought you here? If you know, if you know what I did, what happened to me in the labor room, this child, if you know really what has happened, you would return. So the first thing I said to do is to identify. And we're reading Romans 6. I don't know why. Okay. Sorry. Romans 6. So, okay. From verse 11. says that in the same way count yourself dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus praise God so that's that's the first bit you identify with what Christ has done you count yourself dead to sin most times we carry on this um oh Christianity Christianity you meet people and then are you a Christian yes and then you ask a Christian what a Christian should know, right? Like, are you a Christian? As in that, are you a Christian? Yes. But, Bible says that you should reckon yourself, therefore, dead. That's where, remember we said that in Hebrews 9, the Bible says that covenant doesn't come into force until death happens. Some sort of sacrifice must happen. And then it comes into force. You must count yourself dead to sin. Romans 12 2 says that we 12 2 says that do not conform to this world. Don't conform, don't continue in the formation 
by which you were set before. At the point when Jesus' blood was introduced for your sake, you have to identify with that blood. You have to identify. You have to set yourself apart. One of the things the Holy Spirit impressed in my heart when I was going through this study was, He said that what you find, really, that, that persecution takes different shapes. Right now, the persecution that you have, purely with this new with us the new generation of christians and mostly with the guys around the west the north they are still facing a lot of hard like real time what you find what you see in the bible how they're actually killing people and all of that but what you see in here around here is where we are afraid to actually identify there's this formal effect like i don't want to miss out i know god i'm with you but let's just stay in the middle let's find that middle ground but jesus says that you cannot enter you can you cannot benefit fully because the problem is not with jesus the veil has already been torn already it's there already you can enter but what limits you really from entering is how much of yourself you sacrifice how much of yourself you let go how much of your flesh you let go of so we need to identify Say with me, I identify with the blood and what Christ has done. I reckon myself dead to sin and alive to Christ. I'm not alive to the world. I'm alive to Christ. I am alive to Christ. I'm alive. You are actually alive. But you have to reckon yourself. You have to count yourself. God, I'm, I'm alive to you. I'm actually alive one of the profound things pastor taught us yesterday is the grace of god is 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 looking actually that once you show your face the grace would find you it will just locate you so the problem is not with grace because grace is like just imagine just, grace is not working actually looking but once you show your face grace finds you once you identify you return you actually start bearing fruit the problem is never with god it's never with god, what god has done you have to identify you have to reckon yourself i wrote here that to come to conform talking about romans 12 2 is to continue in set formation identifying with christ is to refuse to continue in a preset formation and that registers you as an agent of transformation so you you start to experience transformation the moment you stop conforming and you identify you decide that i am alive with christ i am dead to sin i am dead i am dead and remember like we said something has bought you over so you can actually do it it's just waiting for you you have to make god doesn't excuse the will of man he has not created by the blood he did not create zombies that's not what he has done he, he still he still needs your will to come into force but the only way you, your will can come into force is if you actually know this thing you know that the blood has been bought you know the worth of the blood you know what god actually wants for you and then you identify with and one of the ways you identify is by declaring is by what you say and by what you do hebrews 11 talks about how that they said 
by these things let's let's turn there sorry so i don't he says abraham and all our fathers he says there were things they did and things they said that in those things they said they were declaring openly that they were seeking a country they were declaring so if you're with your colleagues and you're saying something the other thing that mm -mm, this person is not like she's not speaking like we're speaking there is something different about about this person there's something different you are declaring openly that you are seeking a country and the bible says at that point god is no longer ashamed to be called your father there is no shame in god being your father you can come to god boldly there is no shame because you are declaring openly by the things you're saying that there is something you're looking for that is not found like in your environment right it's not found there you are identifying with what god has done hallelujah the second thing is righteousness consciousness that's the second way you return on investment righteousness consciousness that's how you optimize the covenant and you you sort of contribute your own part let's open our bibles to daniel 3 28 we're still going to talk about romans 6 2 and Romans 12 1 but Daniel 3 28 yes says Nebuchadnezzar blessed God blessed says said rather blessed be the God of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego sorry who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him and they have frustrated the king's word and you dead their bodies that they should not serve or worship any other god except their own god they you dead their bodies when you when we read when you consider the subject of righteousness he talks about how you commit your members what you commit the members of your body to doing because they would not serve any other god except their god but what they were using their bodies to do is what spoke this he says they yielded their bodies they would not serve any they would not bow what nebuchadnezzar asked them to do was bow he did not say say he said don't bow they said they would not bow i would not submit my body to do to to obey a god that that is not my own god How you know a god in your life is, is how much time how much devotion you give to something if and how much you prioritize that thing so if you're prioritizing something above god or above what you would actually or what you would normally devote to god that person that thing is a god it's not until you build a golden golden image and then place it the moment you begin to surrender your bodies your members your eyes your hands your hearts to something else so some other influence that is not god that thing is already a god and most times they always like to consider that oh let me just let me just be me let me just you know let me just be me let me just be free and again god painted a picture that righteousness consciousness or only living is not constraining it's actually liberating it gives you function it gives you form 
So, Pastor, sir, can you pass me this bottle? So, for example, you have this water in a bottle. If the, the fact that it is useful for drinking is because it's in a bottle. If I put a mopping bucket and I pour the water, it then, it then becomes useful for mopping. If I pour the water on the floor, the water is free. You can walk out, the water can move around, but it's not functional to anybody. It don't, it's not useful to anybody. At least if you pour it, let's say you pour it out of bottle to mop. I can still place it and then use it to mop the ground. But by the time I pour it on the floor, it doesn't do anything except of course it's a farm and then huge fruit. Right? But, but then it has to have the, the reason for structure. The reason for structure and for boundaries. Peter was talking about how the fact that God has reconciled and he set the bounds of the habitation. The reason for bounds is for function. You can't just live your life anyhow. God accept me anyhow. Uh, anyhow, you know, just accept, just accept me, just accept me as I am. You know, God knows He's in the heart. God knows who He's serving. God knows, he's not in the heart. You have to be righteousness conscious. And again, like I said, He knows why He's telling you to do this thing because He has enabled you already. He has done the work. He has put up the capital to buy you to do those things. So you can do it. He's not asking you to do too much. And that's why he's saying that the covenant I'm introducing, I would not, he says in that he made it, said new. That is the original covenant. But just because he said new, he made the other one old. But that's the real covenant. That the only way these people can do and not sin and be permitted from sins forever is when my law is in their minds and my law is in their hearts. What I want to do is actually in their hearts. But you have to pay attention to what is in your heart. And that's why he put the spirit in us. He did not put the spirit outside of us. It's in us. Only if you reach within. You still have to reach. You still have, still have to reach within. Praise God. So righteousness, consciousness. I am righteous. I surrender my bodies to righteousness. My members to righteousness. And the last thing. As I round up. Round up. Is revelation. Revelation means reveal, reveal, open up. Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. The honor of kings is to search it out. You have to go and search out what He has put in His Word. The way revelation comes to you is how much you are searching, how much you are searching. How much you are researching how much you are searching but what determines what you even search for is your desire if you don't desire this thing you cannot you don't have the impetus to go and search it out and then get revelation what determines the amount of access you have into what god has already done is how much you know about what exists now if you don't know that it exists you cannot press into it so you search that's one the other thing is optimize the gift that God has given you. Ephesians 1 says that he has given us gifts. He has given us gifts. He talks about prophets, different office, prophets, five different offices, prophets, pastors, um, evangelists, apostles. Where you are found in this different, where you find these different gifts? In the local church. 
you can stay at home and watch online services videos but in the church he has set gifts and your exposure to these gifts also give you revelation and you press into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ you become you, you are able to communicate this more as you optimize these gifts so it's not just some things you might not find or you it the, the, the gift that God places for you shortens the time of your research so someone comes today and something that you have studied for the past five years it delivers to you in 40 minutes aided by the Holy Spirit he has done it for 40 years or 10 years revelation that he has been unpacking for 10 years and he comes to deliver it to you in 40 minutes or one hour and you step into that step into that dimension just by that gift by being exposed to that gift so we have to press into revelation friends we have to press we have to press we have to press we have to to optimize the covenant to optimize the investment of the blood and christ that is in us to be able to activate and to be able to effectively communicate these things i have to press in i have to read what has god said about this what has god said about this what has been adopted mean what does being adopted means I, I can be led oh i can be led amazing oh, okay what does what does being being led means oh i even have the holy ghost oh what does it mean not to offend the holy ghost what does it mean to actually walk with the holy ghost continue to find these things and god leads you into these revelations per time he leads you per time he leads you per time he unpacks it per time hallelujah so that's how we return an investment that's how we return all the glory to god that's how we walk on earth and our walk is pleasing like god is happy that this this money this thing that this blood that i spent on this person is not a waste it's not a waste this person is returning i'm pleased i'm happy i'm giving glory see god has emotions and as much as he loves all his children there are some children that sparks like her ah, so this person is using remember i think pastor said that if a father gives you everything his joy is not that you leave it in the bank his joy is that you use everything that he has provided everything he's, and he's happy so different people are sparking different emotions in god there are some emotions that what, what emotion are you are you are you bringing up what emotions when god looks at when god looks at you how does he feel how does he feel I want God to be happy when he looks at me. I want God to be glad, to be, to be, to be happy that I, I actually shed this blood and I'm happy. You know, Jesus, I'm happy. I'm happy with what you did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed today? So I want you to bow your heads and pray. And really, the Bible says the word of God comes with the Holy Ghost. That when the word of God comes, it comes with the Spirit. And what the Spirit does in everyone that is seated is that it tells you where you should pay attention to. So based on that, I want you to pray. And I want you to just speak to God. 
Heavenly Father, show me how to optimize your investment in me. Show me how to communicate this faith more effectively. Show me where it is that I am carrying and not identifying, where it is that I am not reckoning. Show me where it is that I am not identifying or show me where it is that I am in what aspect of my life that I'm still surrendering my body to other gods to other gods and this is practical right this is practical show me where it is where, where it is that I'm still so, so, you know surrendering my, my members to other influences show me other influences it might be my work it might be my work it might be my work there was a time that I was so I was so um, because I wanted to get a lot of things done I would wake up and I would read. I would just read like, you know, I'll just go through the motions with my study. And I found out that I came alive really when I was working. Like I was ready. My mind was alert when I was working. And at that point, the Holy Spirit had to tell me that what you're doing is wrong. You just want to go through the motions. Then close the Bible. Even myself, I'm not interested. I don't, don't, don't bother. So I had to re re reconfigure that and rework that change that so I want you to talk to God today show me show me where it is that I'm not returning on investment show me where it is show me where it is God and help me to press into more of you help me to press into more help me to press into more help me to press into more Help me to press into more. I declare that your desire is in my heart. Your desire, desire to serve you, to know you, to know you, to press into more and more dimensions of you, God. I audit my time, my resources, and I want to see that much more is going to God than any other person. Much more is going to God. Much more, much more. Much more is going to God than any other factor. Much more of my time, much more of my resources, much more of my affection is going to God than any other person. Than any other influence. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen and amen. Amen. Uh, hope it was value for your time. Wow. What a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.